You're in trouble. Uh, you're in. I didn't even mean to do that. Just comes naturally, lads. You are don't very, to, very witty. I don't even need to think about it. Hello, welcome to episode 27 of What A Way To Go. This is a podcast about unusual deaths, near misses and bizarre stories. Nailed it. Thank you. She's never not so nailed it. So professional. We were just talking about how professional Els is. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Thanks. You heard it here. <laughs> um, we're your hosts. Yep. We are. I'm Eleanor Gamer. I'm Sarah Austin. And I'm Claire Daly. And here we are. I'm... um drinking a grapefruit IPA and mm. it just reminded me well it hasn't reminded me but I saw some friends at the weekend and introduced them all to uh, Elvis juice Mate. <gasps> and then yes. we spent about two hours drinking it and promptly lost our minds <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that, fucking strong that will happen it's oh my very God. strong but you can drink it like water because it, it does is, not yeah. even taste slightly alcoholic exactly and by the end of it two people were falling over someone was crying I'm not even joking <laughs> we were out of the bar we were you? in by 10.30. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very sharp headache the next day, I find. Very well. sharp headache the mm. next day, yeah. Is I mean, it we worth had some it? wine That's what as you've well, got to so. ask yourself. Is it worth it? Yeah. Yes. yeah Usually. It's a laugh, isn't it? It was a laugh, yeah. Um, just a laugh. But also sort of embarrassing. Falling over in the, in the, not in the club. Not in, in the, the club. club. On the way home from the bar. Oh dear. A different bar to the one we were drinking Elvis juice in, but it was... The night just went downhill from the several hours in Brewdog. Mm-hmm. Where were you? Manchester. Manchester. You went to Manchester mm. this weekend. Yeah. This is the problem with doing to the podcast and, and not seeing on. you in between it is that I'll just catch up on your news in the podcast, which is probably mm. a bit boring for Lucky everybody listening. the four listeners we have. Yeah. Good city though, isn't it, Manchester? Great city, yeah. My friend lives there, so every now and then we go and pay her a visit. And she lives in a really nice part as well, like got a nice feel to it, like mm. sort of on the out. Not quite in the city centre. Lovely. Good job. Well done, Manchester. Manchester, maybe. Mm, I'm down. It's I'm cheaper. Well, it's much, much cheaper. Mm-hmm. I mean, not booze-wise, but like if we want to go and just live there, I think. So. Yeah. We could just have house parties. Yeah, we could look at what it. What always blows my mind when I go to northern cities? Cheap taxis. Like... Hackney carriages are just tuppence yeah. to, get, to just pop in. They're almost like, if there's enough of you, way cheaper than a bus. Yeah. It's brilliant. I remember being on a Hindu in Leeds once and we made a journey. And it wasn't like that long, but it wasn't that short. And mm. we got to the end and the driver was like, oh, that's £3 then. And me and my sister were like, oh, right, £3 each. They were like, no, 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 that's £3. <laughs> £3 like, for How are they sustaining their livelihoods on £3 a journey? I don't know, but it's great. I mean, this Micro was journeys, years ago, maybe. But... Is that a thing? You know, like lots of little transactions. That's the thing, isn't it? Ah, I don't know. I'm talking bollocks. <laughs> Welcome to the Talking Bollocks podcast. Probably why you're not a cab driver daily. It crossed my mind. To I'd be, be an, an Uber. Driver. Yeah, I quite like it. But I don't think I'd do it very, very much. I wouldn't do it at night for oh, people being get sick. Well, stressy. Yeah, I've got quite bad road rage. I don't think they'd want me on their books. <laughs> you wouldn't pass the test. No. Anyway, this is not the time nor the place. No, we're here to tell you about. Unusual deaths and near misses and bizarre stories, mm-hmm. <coughs> as professionally explained at the top. Yep, cheers. Thanks. And Sarah, you go first this week. I do go first Why this not? week. And I've got a sto- I've got a weird story about someone dying. 
And it's a bit similar to another story that I've done before for the reason that they died. Mm. But it's very different. Okay. So I'm going to tell you the story of Tycho Brohe. He was born on the 14th of December, 1546. Old school. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he died on the 24th of October, 1601. Mm-hmm. He was a Danish nobleman, an astronomer, and a writer known for his accurate and comprehensive astronomical and planetary observations. He was uh, a very rich man. He was born lucky. He was born as an heir to several of Denmark's most influential noble families. Both of his grandfathers and all of his great-grandfathers had served as members of the Danish king's privy council. Mm. Um, And yeah, he's most notably known for his astrological advances um and it has been said that his observations were sometimes five times more accurate than the best available observations at the time so he was quite ahead of his time his system which he made up or whatever correctly saw the moon (laughs) as orbiting the earth and the planets as orbiting the sun but he erroneously considered the sun to be orbiting the earth which god you were so close so close Tycho. Tycho. Tycho something um and he was actually one of the last major naked eye astronomers working without telescopes for all of his observations which is very 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 impressive it's not like he could see everything out there but a lot of the stuff that he did like he saw some moving planets moving stars oh he must have had great eyesight Mm. yeah less smog less oh yeah um can i just ask if the reason you have got galaxy like nail polish on oh, is no. because of this lad. No. That's really nice. That is nice. Thanks very it much. Did you good. do it yourself? I did do it myself, yeah. Mm. One nail varnish or like a bottom coat and a top coat? Bottom coat and a top coat. So creative. Mm. Um anyway, yeah, so he's an astronomer. Mm-hmm. And obviously did lo- loads of loads of research on this, like days of research on this, obviously. But actually one of the most interesting things about him is not is how he died, but there was something else that was really interesting about him. In 1566, he went to study at the University of Rostock. He studied with professors of medicine at the university's famous medical school and became interested in medical alchemy and botanical medicine. On the 29th of December in 1566, he lost part of his nose in a sword duel with a fellow Danish nobleman who actually happened to be his third cousin, Manderup Parsberg. A, a sword duel? Mm-hmm. A duel of, with swords. Yeah. He lost some of his nose? He lost part of his nose. The two had drunkenly quarrelled over who was the most superior mathematician mm. at an engagement party. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> Too much Elvis juice. Who's Take the best mathematician? Take your nose, mate. <laughs> Take your nose now. to spite your face. Yeah. Um, they, and they did this at somebody else's engagement party. Oh, yeah. And then that was the first fight was on the 10th of December. So on the 29th of December, they came to blows again, but they ended up resolving their feud with a duel in the dark. Hmm. Though the two were later reconciled, the duel resulted in Tycho <clears throat> losing the bridge of his nose and gaining a broad scar across his forehead. He received the best possible care at the university, but had to wear a prosthetic nose for the rest of his life. It was kept in place with paste or glue and was said to be made of silver or gold. Wow. It reminds me a little bit of, um, what's his face from The Simpsons? Silver or gold? He had a tongue, the guy that founded Springfield. Isn't it Jebediah Springfield? Jebediah Springfield, yeah. He had a gold tongue. He had a silver tongue. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember Well, yeah, apparently. Shit, sorry. You've out-Simpsoned me. Um, Yes, anyway. So, anyway, that was 
the second most interesting thing about him, maybe the first most interesting thing about him, maybe you don't think the way that he died is interesting. Um, but anyway, yes, he was an intelligent man and relatively well respected in his field. In 1574, this is after he got a fake nose, um, he published observations that he made in 1572 from his first observatory. He then started lecturing on astronomy but gave up because it was boring and he left Denmark in spring 1575 to tour abroad. He visited William IV um, and his observatory at Castle and then went on to Frankfurt, Basel and Venice where he acted as an agent for the Danish king, contacting artisans and craftsmen whom the king wanted to work with on his new palace at Ilnsneel. Yep. <laughs> good, good attempt. It sounded, yep. sounded great. Uh, upon his return, the king wished to repay Tycho's service by offering him a position worthy of his family. He offered him a choice of lordships of military and economically important estates, such as the castle of Hammershaus or Heilsenborg. But Tycho was reluctant to take a position as lord of the realm, preferring to focus on his science. And he said, oh, I don't want to just be given something for nothing. I want to... Mm. Do something good and focus on his science. But he changed his mind. So <laughs> King Frederick II granted Tycho an estate on the island of Hyven and the funding to build Uranenborg, which was an early research institute where he built large astronomical instruments and took many careful measurements uh, and found out some stuff, did some stuff. And a lot of the stuff that he did there helped other people find their things that they found out about planets and stuff. And that was really good. Um, <laughs> but it was a bit controversial that he got given this property or this island. So until then, Hyven had been property directly under the crown and the 50 families on the island considered themselves to be freeholding farmers. But when Tycho's appointment as feudal lord of Hyven, this changed. He behaved autocratically on the island towards the residents. But he did create factories and paper mills, which provided material for printing his results. He took control of agricultural planning, requiring the peasants to cultivate twice as much as they had done before and also exacted labour from the peasants for the construction of his new castle. He's so, gone mad with power. Yeah, he turned into a bit of a dick. I mean, he probably was already a dick. The peasants complained about his excessive taxation and took him to court, um, but the court established that he had a right to le levy taxes and labour um, and then it all kind of went a bit tits up. After that, he had some disagreements. Basically, the, the guy that gave him the island died. And so his son came into power, Christian IV, in 1597. Um, but they did not get on. So Christian loved fighting and wars, but our man loved science. Mm. So they had some uh, quarrels. And unfortunately, Taiho had to go into exile because he wasn't welcome anymore. He was then invited by the, by the Bohemian King and Holy Roman Emperor Rudolf II to Prague, where he became the official imperial astronomer, and that's where he stayed until his death. Bohemian King. Yep. I don't think I know anything about what Bohemian means. I didn't think that they had kings. What's a Bohemian King? What's a Bohemian? <laughs> I don't know. What's the significance of that? I thought Bohemians Rhapsody. were like a... Yeah, I thought they were members of Queen and the, the Dandy Warhols. <laughs> But they're not like. I didn't think they were kind of like an order like that a... would have a king. Do you know what I mean? I thought they were some like a bit like the Bolsheviks, although they probably had kings. But I suppose they it's not so kings, much like a political they? thing. Yeah. You know, like a like a what communism don't you don't really believe in? Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I thought think... I kind of think I thought that's what they were. Maybe Bohemia was just a place. Isn't it? Ooh. I mean, I haven't got the answer. Bohemian. Let's never find out. 
Let's never correct ourselves. I would just assume, though, because back in that time, everybody owned something, or in theory, a lot of the people in the upper echelons owned something ran something that they would have land and they would have something so there would be someone that ran it mm, okay. did communism right. exist back then i don't think no. it did well the communist manifesto was when was that room several years later wasn't it yeah hundreds of years yeah. later several well I'm, <laughs> at least I'm two never, yeah. at least two years later a couple of, couple of years um, I went to Marx's grave at the weekend saw it on Instagram Highgate Cemetery yeah. it got Highgate vandalised Cem- yeah it? we still had some of the red paint daubed on it uh, yeah, Highgate Cemetery is wicked. Yeah, I do want to mm, go. It's really I've good. I heard it's nice. Um, I thought Bohemian was just like arty as fuck. Yeah, right. Like a hit, just hippy dippy. But some people are a bit hippy dippy and arty and still, you know, born into considerable wealth. Love the mm. Queen or King or whatever. Yeah, true. I think also the Bohemian word that we use now is much more. It's not like Sienna it Miller in the early noughties. Yeah, with a All you weird need belt. is, yeah, a sort of circle belt and a floaty yeah. dress and some so horrible. sort of pirate boots. Yeah. And you're fine. Remember when that was a thing? Oh, so disgusting. Did you ever do any of that? I mean, I probably had a skirt like that. I'll be I honest. had. I, think this is a I had the like big that. circle. Did you? Did you? Belt. Yeah. Owls. Sorry, guys. I was. Trendy as fuck? No, I wasn't. But Anti trendy as fuck? I think I would have been quite into that look when I was. 13, 14, <laughs> like that's how young I would have been in the Fashion early 2000s years. when she was yeah. rocking it. To be fair, if anyone can pull it off, it's Sienna Miller, isn't it? Oh, yeah. She's very good looking. Anyway. Sorry, railroaded. Please that's carry fine. on. King of Bohemia. Yeah. Gave him... Rudolph II, mm. he became... So our guy became the official imperial astronomer. And Great. he stayed in Prague until his death. At the imperial court, him, he, his wife and his children were treated like noble people but they which they had never been at the danish court so they were lauded they were loved everybody loved them they were revered because he was keen to impress his new friends his new sponsors he didn't want to do anything that would insult them or upset them and this is what led to his death in october 1601 he and his wife were invited to a prestigious royal banquet in prague at the bohemian king's place flat Studio apartment, not sure. Loft. Palace, loft. Um, according to first-hand accounts at the time, Tycho had refused to leave the banquet to go to the toilet oh. because it would have been a breach of etiquette and he didn't want to no. upset the royal family. Another story about piss. I was wondering if it was going to be a buffet of cherries. Mm. Um, no. After he returned home, so some hours later after the banquet, he was no longer able to urinate, except eventually in very small quantities and with excruciating pain. We both just tensed up there. Yeah. Not knowing how to help him, this doctors couldn't do anything, and this led to his death 11 days later. He died on the 24th of October 1601 at the young age of 54. Ugh. There are conflicting reports about what it was that killed him. A contemporary physician attributed his death to a kidney stone, but no kidney stones were found during an autopsy. Some say it was a kidney infection, um, but some say his bladder burst. Oh. Um, Can that if... actually happen? I don't know. You must be able to if it gets backed up enough. I thought your bladder was pretty fucking strong. Wouldn't you just piss yourself? Yeah, surely that would be better than... Then but then if he was unable to urinate, it was like it was clogged, <laughs> one of a bell word. 
So maybe maybe he couldn't urinate so it burst. I don't know. I never want to be in that position to find out. No, awful. Nope. Bad times. Um, it was reported that he had written his own epitaph that said he lived like a sage and died like a fool. So we knew he'd made a mistake by not wanting to go to the toilet. Um, and obviously, because it was the olden times it, and because he had f- a few feuds and a few enemies, some people did think that he could have been murdered, specifically poisoned, um, with Mercury being a potential culprit. But there is absolutely no proof of that. But because of this, because of all the stories around him and because people don't actually know exactly how he died, his body has been exhumed twice. Once in 1901, so 300 years later. Ooh, and surely then- just a skeleton by then. I don't, I don't know. Well, DNA still exists, mm. doesn't it, on skeletons? But most recently, in 2010... What? Um, ...to examine the circumstances of his death and to identify the material from which his artificial nose was made. Oh. The conclusion was that his death was likely caused by uremia, which is basically too much urine in the blood. It's too much ureme ure- oh. in the blood. But it's not. It's okay. not exactly urine. Science. How does people. it get into the blood? Because it was well, backs up. Backs I up. I guess it was just Ooh. too much. It can be like pushed up. I guess so. Gets into his bloodstream. No. Not Oof. sure. Um. But and also not by poisoning, which had been suggested because they tested DNA and there was no, there wasn't any extreme level of mercury found in his DNA. More so than usual at the time. <laughs> um. And that his artificial nose was more likely made of brass. Oh, than silver he's been shortchanged. He's been ripped off. He really has. Mm. Yeah. So there you go. That's the unusual death of um Tycho Brahe. I feel very sorry for him. Yeah. I think he was a bit of a dick. So I don't feel too bad for him, but. But yeah, it's not a great way to go, is it? Never, ever hold your way out of politeness. No. No. Give you, you know, the the least bad thing that can happen is horrible cystitis. Oof. Yeah, and actually... Cystitis is rank as well. Cystitis is bad, and if that gets into your kidneys, it's even bloody worse. You're in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. You're in trouble. <laughs> You're in. I didn't even mean to do that. Just comes naturally, lads. You are don't very, to, very witty, I don't even need to think about it. Daily Nation, hit us with your story. I will. And can I just do a quick flash of the page that I printed off because the picture has come up much bigger than I thought it was going to. Love it. (gasps) That's a joke face. That's basically an A4 picture with a man's face. It's half of it. (laughs) Looks a bit like the governor from The Walking Dead. He does. Actually, no, hang on. I don't know who that is. You do. Hang on. I don't watch The Walking Dead. He does look like someone famous, though. David Morrissey. Oh, no. That's not who I was thinking of. He does look like David Morrissey. Anyway. So, I'm going to tell you the story of Alcides Moreno. This is a near miss. Always. Daily loves a near miss. Alcides moved to the US from Ecuador. <clears throat> moved to the US from Ecuador in the 90s mm-hmm. with his brother. And they both took up eventually by 2007, they were both window cleaners in New York City. Nice. Mm. He loves the high life. He loves <laughs> He loves cleaning windows, and I actually always <laughs> think that window cleaning does look incredibly satisfying with the squeegee mops and then the scrapers. It looks. I used to have to do it when I worked my part-time job, and it's not a bit uh, of a ball ache. Uh, and also, whatever chemical we were using to clean the windows just peeled all the skin off my hands. Oh, yeah. 
Was that, that, was that down the leisure centre you had Down to? the leisure centre, yeah. That was like, a, if it was quiet on a Sunday, can you clean the windows? And I remember the first time I did it, the manager had a bit of a go at me because it took me so fucking long <laughs> to do it. But don't make someone that's never cleaned windows I'd before never clean cleaned fucking a window commercial before. windows. I didn't know what I was up to. And then when the, the skin started peeling, my mum insisted that I asked for gloves to wear and I felt yeah, like of course. such... But I felt like such a princess because everyone else was just getting on with it. And I was like, um, I'm only going to do it if I'm wearing gloves, which is fair enough because who knows what was in it, but yeah. I felt like a bit of a... If we have learned nothing from this podcast, it's that good health and safety is no accident. But to be honest, I had those shit blue gloves and then when I was dunking my hand in the water it just all went inside it's the glove going anyway, inside the glove so and made, if anything keeping it on your skin for longer yeah moisturising <laughs> it getting it right in just there just really soaking it yeah. yeah lovely oh well I retract my enthusiasm for window washing then I, well, I mean you can do it daily you can do whatever the fuck you want give it a crack we're Fine. not there with you alright so I'm going to take you to the morning of the 7th of December 2007 um, Alcides and his brother Edgar set off to clean the windows of the 47-storey luxury Solo Tower building. I, do, I've, I don't know how to pronounce that. Solo Tower? So, yeah, in sure. Manhattan, in the Upper East Side. Now, 47 storeys is just... I, <laughs> I was trying to work out, or I was trying to find examples to like help you picture 47 storeys, but it's just 47 really storeys. Like, it's just 47 floors. Like, it's just very high. Basically. Yeah, fair enough. Very, very high. So what they do is they go, they take the lift all the way to the top. This is a bit of an insight into skyscraper window cleaning. You take the lift all the way to the top. We learn so much on this podcast, don't we? we? Our listeners learn so much on this podcast. It's a gift. So they get a lift all the way to the top and then there is a a scaffolding platform. Nope. Hanging off the edge (laughs) of the 47 storey building (laughs) with all of the equipment on it. So soap, etc. You know, yeah, yeah. squeegee soap I don't know where water, they're getting you need, water. you need hot water right for window hot water. and do you know what you need little bit of vinegar mm. alright Kim and Aggie stop those smudges yeah. Mrs Hinch over yeah. there pop that in oh I can't verify any of that any of that actually <laughs> I'll put some money on it no I, I don't can know. verify don't the, the temperature of the water go on well it'll, it'll come above freezing so 47 floors up right at the top they get onto the scaffolding platform, which is 16 feet wide, 4.9 metres. It's quite big. <laughs> Pretty right? wide, yeah. Wait. That yeah. way or that way? Uh, <laughs> that good, way. Good, good, good for podcasts. Yeah, yeah that way. <laughs> arm stretch. Not arm forwards. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they stepped onto the washing platform when the cables holding it in place... Slipped from their no. attachment point. Fuck that. Right. This is like the ones that go, like you can yeah. go up and down. Yeah, yeah. yeah you kind Fucking of like pull yourself up. Bullshit. So, statistic wise, they're going to die. Yeah. So, if you're falling three stories, what percentage of people do you think survive? 90. 90% survive from Sarah. Else, any advance three on 90? Three stories. Falling three stories from a roof of a house, say. Mm. House with a loft. It's not a trick question, Elle. It's not a trick question. <laughs> Sarah thinks 90. 95. Okay. 50. Oh. What? Half of people die falling three stories. Fine. Interesting. They're doing it wrong, but fine. Marino and his brother... 
just fell 47. No. They fell. They well, fucking fell, did they? I mean... Die. I, I, they. I figured that would be implied in okay. it being a near miss. However, well, yeah, I mean, they did, so... <laughs> no. From... <laughs> Sorry, you're wrong! <laughs> Daily, you're reading it wrong. From 10 stories, or basically no one survives. So 47 stories. So what happened was they've both stepped onto the platform... And the platform's anchor has like pinged, but it's gone down on one side first, on the left side first, which is where poor Edgar was standing. Oh, so no. basically, Edgar fell straight off. He died. Oh, okay. he, he landed. Uh, it's not really, a near miss. Then, isn't well, it? no, Edgar. Half a near miss. Well, okay, fine. But my story is Alcides. Yeah. <laughs> Man falls off building, dies. Edgar's collateral damage, lads. So, yeah. It's all about what's his face, the governor. The governor, Alcides. However, Alcides fell while still in the platform, clutching the controls. Oh. So 47 stories. By the time you hit the ground, you're going 120 miles oh an hour. Oh, my God. Like, imagine going 128 miles an hour in a car. Like I don't think I've ever done that. No. I don't think I've ever owned a, owned a car capable of going 120 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> all the way to the floor on this platform. It hits the floor. Obviously, the platform completely shatters. But here's the thing. So basically, firefighters have described the scene of rushing towards the pile of twisted metal that was, you know, the scaffolding and finding Alcides crouching, crouching there, still breathing and he's said to have tried unsuccessfully to stand up. Oh, <gasps> Surely no. every bone in his body is broken. Yeah. Basically, yeah. But he survived. Oh, my God. And I, I, I don't know. I could probably do the math, but I was trying to work out how long it would take, how long it would take to fall 47 floors. Like, bloody ages, presumably. Well, Just screaming into the void. But if you're going at 120 miles an hour... I mean, you do the math. You do the math, Els. Well, how many miles up is Please. 47... Stories. I don't know. <laughs> we can come back to it. I don't know. I haven't got those kind it's of stuff. It's not a stats. math podcast. I reckon you would have gone pretty who's, quick. Who's the best mathematician? Let's have a fight. <laughs> Someone get Let their sword out. Do you need your nose? nose? No. No. Could do with shaving off a little bit. So this absolute lad is crouched. <laughs> that picture is impressive. No one's yeah, head sure in it. <laughs> top one, top one. <laughs> I don't know why oh, the Oh, their heads are there. They're on I the other I don't know page. why the pictures came up so massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's really disproportionate to the text. We're going to have to take a picture of this for Instagram so people know what we're laughing at. Otherwise, Do you want to imagine a picture, imagine a page full of three words and mostly pictures. Cut off pictures. A child story book. A child story <laughs> book about a man falling off a 47-story building. Printed on A4 paper. Uh, yeah, so Alcides Moreno was rushed to a nearby hospital and put into an induced coma. He sustained... Here we go. Injuries to his brain, spinal mm. column, chest and abdomen. He had fractures to his ribs, right arm and both legs. Not his left arm, fine. <laughs> was that the one that was holding on to the controls? Maybe it was busy. Possibly. Up. Yeah, just up. <laughs> Frantically <laughs> pressing the up switch. Yeah. <laughs> Moving that lever. No. <laughs> Sorry, Asadez, that's not what I mean. He's alive, it's but, fine. Yeah. He underwent numerous operations, including having a catheter inserted in his brain to reduce swelling. What? I thought catheters only went up your... uh, Yeah, I thought it was just for piss. I guess it's things to extract liquids. Liquid. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He received 
24 pints of blood. Wow. And that also, you can only have six pints in you at a time, so that must have been several. Yeah, but you, if he keeps losing it, yeah, exactly. just have to keep must pumping have been it over. through. Donate blood, people. We've said it before mm, on this podcast. Said it before. That's Do the point of this podcast, isn't it? <gasps> we should be sponsored by Blood Donation. Yeah, that we should. That the most sense. We should be sponsored by Blood Donation. NHS Blood Donation. Is that what it's called? British yeah. Blood? NHS Blood Donation. Okay. I think it's called that. So, uh, Alcides woke up nearly three weeks later on Christmas Day. Oh, oh Jesus. Jesus. Jesus coming. probably look, looking over here. Sorted that out. Um, just ticked a button mm. ticked a button <laughs> ticked a box clicked a button whatever um, so accident investigators concluded that new motorised cables which attached the window washing platform to the building had not been properly anchored to the roof you think you doy so basically he got absolutely loads of compensation retired to Arizona <laughs> just like went and took his family and lived a peaceful life. Oh, so he didn't connect any of that stuff to the building? No, it was like so up that there. wasn't. I no, was no, no, no. I didn't realise that. So I don't know necessarily, like... So he wasn't wearing a... Neither of them were wearing safety harnesses, but I think... Because they've they got that just thought, thing. Well, it's just... I guess when it's at the top before you've actually started your work and it's moving down, they were like, oh, we'll just pop on here to put the... Oh, that's why I know why the why the water was hot. Because when they went over to him and he was crouching, he was still surrounded by water that was lightly steaming. Oh, my <laughs> God. They must have gone down pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's not minutes, is it? It's, it's, uh, it will be seconds, but that must have felt incredibly long. Um, so, yeah, he moved to Arizona with his family where the climate is good um, because, obviously, when you've had those... Though, when you've had that kind of accident, your bones are then just fucked forever and Jesus. you have to really look after yourself. But he's, he says he's about 80% of the man he was. That's which, amazing. Considering everything. Um, and, his, you know, he lost his brother as well. Um, but he is he does, like, big, long walking marathons for charity. Aww. He seems to be, like... He seems to feel very philosophical about it. A lot of uh, subsequent sort of articles and interviews I read was he was like... I think this like divine intervention. I think before the accident happened, I was really focused on myself, and now I'm really grateful for my wife and kids and stuff like that. So he's got four kids now, and um, yeah, he's just, like living a good life. And it wasn't his fault that it happened, and it's an absolute miracle that he survived. Um, so that's the window cleaner who fell from a skyscraper and lived. That is mad, mm. isn't it? Have you either of you watched Russian Doll yet? No. no. Oh my god. A, please watch it. It's fucking brilliant. But B, this is not a spoiler. There's a lift problem in one mm. of the episodes. And I always wonder, if you were in a lift plummeting, mm. what would you do to try and survive? Because there's so like many... Like, lift yourself up and kind yeah, of try and get off so the floor. Yeah, there's so many conflicting things. Would you? Well, I, my people... instinct would be to go down. So in the episode, for different reasons, but people lay on the floor... And I've always thought you need to not be anywhere near the bottom where the impact happens. So I would like hold myself up in some way. Mm. But the other conflicting advice is that you get as close to the floor as possible. I feel like it'd be really hard, like it'd be hard to hold yourself up. And then if you, you, you also have to time it. You have no idea, especially if you don't know the building, you don't know how quickly you'll fall, you don't know how many floors you're up. Oh, it's stressful thinking about it. I'm going to take the stairs down. <laughs> Just don't get in a lift, ever. Don't get in a lift. No. Lifts are scary. Yeah, I I plummeted in a lift, but only like a floor mm. at my old office. 
and that was horrible yeah that's enough to be quite scary that was horrible yeah but that yeah did you know when they first brought in like driverless lifts so you know you used to have like an elevator attendant that moved the big handle Mm. when they first bought in lifts that were just like self-selecting and automatic and you just picked which floor people were like losing their minds saying but everyone's gonna die the lifts are gonna malfunction and i'm like that's what's happening with driverless cars Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's coming i'm so up for driverless cars i think it's um, we've had this conversation on the podcast before it'll (laughs) it'll decrease the deaths on the road yeah it'll make everything a little bit safer Mm mm-hmm uh, I should also little hat tip to friend of the podcast Kevin Machen because um, we can't talk about Kevin anymore. Sorry. Oh yeah, banned. But he basically sent me that story. So. Yeah. <laughs> your other Kev. your other two pals said no more Kev. Yeah. Kev, you're gone. See ya. Thanks, Kev. Thanks for the story. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else, Kev. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and for the continued support and love. I mean, I've never met you, but no, I've never met him. But I like him. Nice I've got a lot of time for him. Been. Lovely guy. Isn't it? Els, why don't you... I mean, you were about to, anyway. <laughs> Carry on, Els. No, wait, no. I think it's important no, that I, I say your name. <laughs> Eleanor. Patricia. Patricia. Gamer. Gamer. Why did you talk? That's your name. I don't like the middle name. Daily's jealous that you've got a middle name. Mm, yeah. Yeah, just be not. grateful that True. you've got one. Sorry. All right, fine. Uh, I've got a quickie. Oh, all right, then. It's about a man called William Cogut. Mm-hmm. And in 1930, he was on death row for the murder of a woman called Mamie Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a logger by trade. He was a Polish immigrant into the US. Mamie, such a good name. It's like a name you don't hear anymore, mm. but it's very like... I've never heard it. 1930s fact. America, it feels. Uh, anyway, M-A-M-I-E. M-A-Y-M-E. Ooh. I've never heard of that name in my life. Mamie. Mamie Guthrie. Um, I think she owned a boarding house slash... Knock and shop. Yeah. Brothel. Yeah. So he'd cut the throat of Mamie, but he didn't offer a reason or a motive. He just said that she was as guilty as me. So no one really knows. What does that mean? She didn't kill herself. No. Or you. Maybe he was... She was going... Anyway. She's much less guilty than him. She's definitely... Well, she's dead and he's not, so Mm. yeah, definitely. Um... But he was quite remorseful during his trial. He said, it's a life for a life, and I think you fellas ought to hang me. So, cool. Keen. Fine, we understood. Um, so the court agreed, and Kogot was awaiting his execution in San Quento. I don't know where that is. San Quentin? San Quento. Oh, right. I might have copied that down wrong. The San Quentin. San, San Quentin's, Quentin's a, a big, big prison. Prison in, like, Mexico? No, it's in, um, it's in the US. Down south somewhere. Okay, there's an absolutely high chance <clears throat> that I've copied that down wrong. That's fine. We're keeping it in because everybody makes mistakes. Fine. Not him killing someone, but us <laughs> That's why we're writing things it. down. T- it's important we tell his story because he just made a mistake. It's <laughs> <laughs> a simple mistake. Everyone could have made it. Basically, it was a mistake. The end. Um, but even though he was... So he was quite remorseful, so he was probably not fine about being executed but he accepted his fate he accepted it so instead of waiting for his sentence to be carried out he decided to take matters into his own hands and he made an explosive using the hollow metal leg of his bed frame and some playing cards what what 
So he cut and scraped the hearts and the diamonds from 20 packs of cards. I mean, I've got a big question mark over where you get 20 packs of playing cards from when you're in prison. Well, 20 people, maybe? Maybe. Do they have a pack each? That seems Standard excessive. issue? Maybe standard issue yeah, playing maybe. cards. Not a hell a of a blanket, logic. a pillow and a pack of cards. Mm. I'd, I'd be happy with Sounds that. like every camping trip I've ever been on. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, he scra- he cut and scraped just the, the reds, the hearts and the diamonds, and he put the clippings into the metal tube and then he sealed it very tightly on one end. He then put the end of the tube next to the standard issue kerosene heater. So oh, they got I mean, a heater there's your well. mistake. Why don't you put fu- liquid fuel or semi-liquid fuel in just prisoners' rooms, I yeah. guess? Yeah. yeah. Seems... Maybe they stopped after... Probably. Yes. I was really wondering if this was going to be, this is probably really stupid, uh, like in the olden times, playing cards were made out of like, you know, dynamite somehow, you know, <laughs> you know, like they made, they made things out of weird things that would like catch fire. I just thought maybe, oh, he's cutting all these playing cards up. He must know that in the pig, in the red pigment, there's some kind of filament. F- yeah. I mean, gonna set this fire. is just not... It's just got kerosene. That's all it is. That's all it takes. Well... Oh. Oh, I'll, God. I'll continue my story. Okay. Um. So, yeah, he put this tube next to the standard-issue kerosene heater and he put his head next to the other end of the tube. The combination of the heat and the chemicals from the red <gasps> ink... Oh, my God! ...created an explosion. Strong Sorry. enough to... <laughs> um, Created an explosion strong enough to blow part of his skull off. <laughs> oh my god! And he died in the prison hospital three days later, having never regained consciousness. So the science behind this, and I knew this would be the bit that you'd be interested in. Wow! I've, I've dumped the gun. Um, hey, literally. So, did he. so at that time, at that time, um, the ink used for the red playing card specifically contained nitrocellulose which is unsteady, decomposes quickly and releases nitric, nitric, nitric acid. The acid then further decomposes the nitrocellulose, leading to what is called a self-catalyzing reaction. Oh my God. So nitrocellulose is very flammable and when it's wet, it forms an explosive mixture. I think he might have put a bit of water into the the old homemade explosive. Um... So the warmth from the heater accelerates the reactions taking place in the pipe bomb. Uh, and then once the concoction reaches a critical state, it explodes. And that blasted much of his head and face off. Good grief. Um, so nitrocellulose, when it's combined with cardboard, forms nit- nitromidine. You can tell I'm not the scientist out of the <laughs> uh, Which is a low order explosive, not the higher order. No, sure. Not the divine explosive. <laughs> Uh, nitromidine is notoriously unstable, mm. which is why this bomb works so effectively. Um, so Kogot left a su- suicide note for the warden saying, do not blame my death on anyone. Probably wouldn't. Um, <laughs> because I fixed everything myself. I never give up as long as I'm living and have a chance, but this is the end. Um, and apparently he also left a note for a Mrs. Fred Benihoff, who he'd been living with when he committed the murder, but the note was never 
disclosed, so no one knows what, what he Ooh, said to mysterious. Mrs. Fred and Mr. Fred as well. I believe there was a Mr. Fred, but the article I read just talked about Mrs. Fred. Ooh. So, yeah, that was the man who killed himself using some playing cards. I wonder why he was so adamant that he had to die on his own terms rather mm. than being committed to death when he agreed with the fact that he was being committed to death. Yeah. Well, it's very extravagant as well, isn't it? I guess, A, you gain back a bit of control if you're like, I'm going to do this. You know, it's going to happen was, anyway. Yeah, yeah, but he was happy to die for the death that he caused, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, the article that I read made it seem like he was quite remorseful and thought, yeah, I should die, but, I mean... That yeah, I mean, have, none of us have been in that He position, might have no just idea. wanted to take the con- take back control. So, remind me what year this was? 1930. And so you said this cellulose when combined with cardboard, is like a tiny little bomb. Yeah, or, uh, well, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or it accelerates it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is that, like, so... Every card, every playing card in the 1930s well, was like... No, well, yeah, because nitrous set, but specifically the red ones. Mm. But what I don't know, how did he know all this? He's a logger. Must know his stuff about the paper industry. People are intelligent all over the world, else. Just because he was a logger doesn't mean he doesn't No, lie. I'm not saying you're not intelligent if you're a logger. <laughs> I'm just saying it's quite a specific... How would he have found that out? A specific yeah. bit of knowledge to have, like where you would need more knowledge than... You know, you would you'd have to know your stuff. I think that you might not necessarily know by being parlor trick. I guess. Mm, yeah, maybe he was a close-up magician. Maybe, yeah, specialized in blowing up his face head. Mm. But yeah, again, another episode where you've both come with stories that I've never fucking heard yeah, of. Yeah, isn't it's it weird? Twenty-seven, and we're still doing it. Mm. This is the part of the episode. Sometimes there's a music interlude, sometimes there isn't, depending on who's editing it. <laughs> Never if it's me, because I forget every time. Never if it's me, even though <laughs> I suggested it. Um, where we talk about girl crushes, which is just to lighten the mood, and also because we like talking about women, because we're underrepresented, and we just like talking about people that we like in general, because they're intelligent, they're nice, they sing good, they talk mm-hmm. good. I shouldn't have introduced this because I go first, but never mind. Why don't you go first? Oh, okay. (laughs) I'll go first. Mine is Cynthia Erivo, who I only came across for the first time last year when I went to see Widows, the Mm -hmm. female heist film. Um, And she was one of the heist women. And I really liked her character because she was just really strong literally and metaphorically and she was a runner so she would run everywhere and she just looked really good and she was fit and she just she was just really really cool Mm -hmm. but i didn't really think much of her she wouldn't have made girl crush if i'd just seen her in that right but on valentine's day me and steve watched um bad bad times at the el royale oh yeah i've seen that i saw that on the plane so cynthia arriba was the singer oh my Ah! god her voice her voice is incredible i got so many goosebumps she took up quite a lot of the film singing which is brilliant anyway but her voice is incredible she's got an amazing voice her character was really good her character was like really pure as Mm. well like not that it spoils anything but for people who haven't seen the film they're not good people um, but she does all of the singing is a cappella, and it's incredible. So, uh, so incredible. So Her voice is incredible, and then she's on the soundtrack singing one of the songs that she does a cappella, which is really nice. But obviously, it's got music alongside it, and it, I find it 
different. Anyway. It's quite, like, yeah, like melancholic and atmospheric. Yeah, she's really... She does like Can't Hurry Love totally. Can't Hurry Love and, quite and slowly. she does um, Untrained Melody. Yeah, yeah. And the one that's on the soundtrack is another one that I can't really remember. But she was just incredible in it. I thought she was the, the most... I don't know what the word is, but like the most kind of realistic character that was there. And she was a good character as well as a good person in the film. But honestly, I just, but since I watched it, which was last Thursday and today's Tuesday, right? I've listened to her singing on YouTube because you can't get the actual songs from the film because it's only just been released, I guess. Someone filming a picture that says Cynthia Erivo singing blah, Mm. but filming the film, if that makes sense. It's the sound of the film, but just filming a picture of a written note sounds really weird but I've listened to that on YouTube like four times every day because her voice is incredible and she's amazing and I really wish that they would release like all of the songs from the film yeah she's so good but yeah anyway I just love her voice her voice is amazing so yeah I watched that and I did not recognize her at all I haven't seen Widows and I was like oh she must be a singer because I I mean not that I know every fucking actor of course but like I've never, I was like I don't know who this person is mm. but her voice is incredible and they're getting her to sing a lot so I was like oh, that must be I think must she, be like someone she is I don't know an actor singer because uh. she's got a couple of songs on um Spotify and stuff but not the ones that I care about from the film but yeah so I think she's both I think she's multi talented beautiful but she's great well good I really no, I really liked Bad Times at the RRL. I think it got quite a lot of bad press because mm. it was really hyped and then people were like, oh, this is shit. But I actually really liked it. I thought it was really good. And John Hamm's in it, so hmm. he'd get it. So it's fun. <laughs> Accurate. All right, well done. Nice. Thanks, um, mine can't be Lizzo because it was yours last yeah, week. Yeah, true. And that. But you oh, have got obsessed. Like, yeah, this time last week I was like, oh, oh no, two weeks ago, whatever it is. I was like, oh, I don't know Lizzo. And now I have, I have not. Stop listening to her for two weeks. So Boom. basically, Good. so I know her entire back catalogue. Great recommendation. <laughs> and I also, so the one I'm doing this week, I feel like someone's done before. And so, if so, just shout, Kiri Pritchard McLean. No, we've not done her. Uh, no. Okay, Mm-mm. I felt like one of you maybe had. So she's a comedian. She does a podcast about murder, right? I've never actually listened all to Killing. 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 No, no, I know. It. I feel, it's it's all these things that I should do- totally listen to, but. And I should have seen she her and I should have known right? who she was. Yeah, I, I'm not an avid listener, yeah. but I've listened to I've listened to, to some. Some. She, some of their episodes are better than My Favourite Murder. Nice, okay. Um, well, so basically I was vaguely aware... I knew her name is basically all it is, and I knew she was on that podcast and I knew people liked her. Um, but my friend Mads bought me a ticket last night to go and see her. She's fucking funny. Really, really, she saw her really funny. Night. Yeah, she saw her last night. Yeah, she saw her last night. Is she at the Sarah Theatre at the moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think she's, she's on at... my list to see at Mackey. Yeah, 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 you should go too. 100% go. And the boys will like her too. I'll just wait in the bar or something. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Hold the seat. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ooh. she's she's really, really, really funny, really honest. Um, yeah, she's just my girl crush. And she dressed, she wore this like massive sequined jumpsuit yeah. and like a cape oh, wicked. and she's got this mad hair she's like got a like a kind yeah. of um, Frankenstein's bride yeah, 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 yeah. quiff yeah. kind of thing yeah. Um, yeah she's really funny cool nice yeah um, yeah really I've, really I've only really, listened really, to a couple very, of very her. funny like uh, slightly watery eyes at some point oh, funny oh, like, really? yeah, really good oh cool yeah nice very good. Good one. I feel like I want to go and see some comedy. I've not seen any comedy for a while. A good well, job we're, we're going, going to a comedy mate. festival. True, true, true. true. Another podcast. I've been listening to The Griefcast quite a lot recently. Mm. Oh, I, I reminds me of that. 
does it? Because we had a really <laughs> drunken conversation about podcasts. About yeah. and this was pre what this way to way, go? This is way pre this. Yeah, and I said, oh, I I think conversations about grief and bereavement are something that would be really interesting to listen to because mm. they're such hard things to have conversations with, and it would and normalize universal. it a bit more. Mm-hmm. And Sarah came up with a really good name, and then. I was like, oh, someone's already doing it and doing it really well. Did what you come was up with mine? Grief Good grief. Good oh, grief. Yeah. 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 We came up with the concept and then realised that Carrie Ad Lloyd, who is my girl crush, <laughs> is already doing it and doing it really well and has access to lots of interesting people yeah. who can talk about it. Whereas yeah. I would have been like, my mate. Uh. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, Carrie Ad Lloyd, she does the grief cast. It's a really, I think it's a really important thing to yeah. do because... Um, people find those conversations incredibly hard and if you're listening to people talk about their own experiences of loss then it becomes I think easier to deal with it if you then a either lose someone yourself you kind of understand that you're not on your own Mm -hmm. or b if you know someone close to you who loses somebody it might help you to have the conversation with them because it can be really isolating on the other side of it when people are just like oh I don't really know what to say so I won't say anything so I won't say anything and then you as the person who's lost someone are just left feeling like I don't fucking know who to talk to or what to do about this. So she's normalising it. It's a really... She's very... Um, the way that she has the conversation is really tactful. I think the fact that she's lost her dad herself, obviously. I don't think yeah. you could probably do that kind of thing. That kind of thing inspired without knowing. it, right? Is it yeah, true to say I think inspired so. it, yeah. She says that she like lost her dad when she was 15. It took her a really long time to come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and she obviously felt quite moved to have these conversations with people. And it's obviously a bit of a cathartic thing for her, as I'm sure it is for most people that go on the podcast. Um, yeah. Great. Just a good, quite quite sad, obviously. Sometimes I listen to it on my way in and I'm yeah. like, oh God. I think you need to <laughs> be pick your time to listen to it. Sort yeah, of thing. definitely. And pick your time, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I think I might, I've been meaning to listen to that for ages and ages and ages. I think I might download it right now and listen to it on my way home. Yeah. Have you listened to Terrible Thanks for Asking? I've listened to one or two of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite good. I can't want to get her book, mm. Nora. Is that true? Nora Borealis, I want to say her name is, but I'm not <laughs> That's sure. That's the Northern is. Lights, isn't it? That's Aurora Borealis. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or Nora Ephron, but that's not right either, no, is it? Anyone right. with the name Nora, I'm not sure what your last name is, basically. Yeah, I haven't listened to that for a little while, but I like the concept of that, which is just like how are you it's actually so, not great yeah and it's so varied like the amount of people I think she's obviously the start of it was her and mm. then it widened out but it's so wide now with various <laughs> tales of loss and grief and things like that mm, maybe I should dip back into it mm. yeah good good girl crushes lads um I nearly wanted mine to be Sally Rooney again. Yours was Sally Rooney because oh, yeah. I read both of her books in like five days. So good. Oh, did you? Oh, two and a half of her books. I read her short story too. Oh, wow. And she was amazing. Yeah, I need if to you haven't. What's the one I've read? Normal You've read people. Normal People. Oh, I've got Conversations with your Friends. You can borrow it. Yeah, we were going to swap. But I know, but I bought it. That's fine. Because I finished it when I was on, on a mini trip. And then I bought Normal People because I loved it so much. To be um, honest, I'm a little bit sentimental about it just because Matt bought it for me for like my 30th. So I just... Yeah, fine. Hold on. That's fine. <laughs> but once you, you once can buy you lend a book any of my back, books. But, but, yeah, yeah. But, no, but also, like I've, I've recommended everyone else to buy them and I don't want to lend them out because I like them so much. I don't mm. want to lend them out. And I think that's quite good of 
the importance of an author. Mm-hmm. It's it a good indicator. Be. Yeah. Well, well if you really lend it to me, I'll bring it back. We see each other regularly enough, so yeah. I can bring it back fine. to you. That's fine. I'll lend or you that. All, all the listeners of the podcast can hold you to it. So Yeah, yeah. true. If, fine, if true. in uh, six podcast time we don't confirm the return of the book, then... <laughs> But like when I was, I was with Layla and Hannah a couple of weekends ago and they were like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you've got to buy them, got to read them. And then even Hannah was like, should I get it as an audio book? And I was like, do whatever you want, but probably just buy it as a book. And <laughs> they yeah, both bought no. them as books now because they like, well, because I pushed it on them so much. But I just think it's important and she's a really good author and I really like her. I really like it. My sister read it and was not so, I think, I think sometimes when you have someone say, like I've got to say, and I know this won't go down well with you. The power. Mm. You didn't like it as much. I did just you? didn't like it as much because everybody had said how good you can it have was. Your own opinion, Nels. <laughs> no, no, no. But can I you? don't know. You know when you're just a bit like, have I missed something? Mm. So I think sometimes when something gets really hyped up, sometimes when you go, but I think the thing about conversation. No, I've not read that one. Normal, Normal people. people. What I love about that, which is the kind of thing that knits together all the books that I've always really loved is people that just really draw characters out that well yeah. and like just that kind of level of humanity and like yeah not really anything happens in the book but I just really spoiler alert yeah yeah <laughs> sorry guys um <laughs> I just like the drawn out characters and just kind of like the normalness of it and the re- relatable on some level of it anyway this is not a book reviewing podcast <laughs> should so be. maybe it should up. be don't know what I'm talking about no I, no, I get it but yeah if you haven't from like what two episodes go three episodes ago when Elle was mentioned if you didn't listen to me then listen, listen to, to us her now. now because Sally Rooney's really good mm-hmm. I think that also this is probably a bit what's the what's the opposite of misogynistic is there such a word <laughs> can you be anti-men misandry is is the opposite I don't know um, it's probably more for females than it is for males I think Sally Rooney's work I would say same as a Russian doll mm. for I the male know. listeners uh, I don't know. I if don't you're know. a man, have a read of Sally Rooney's books and then watch Russian Doll and then tell us if you think it was for you or not. Just let us know. Um, yeah, but anyway, I just think so. I, I I felt more about Sally Rooney's books as a female, I think, because there was a lot of... Also, yeah, anyway. Anyway, let's not talk about... It's not a Sally Rooney fan cast. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I, it fucking could be. The anyway. Rune cast. Because <gasps> you cast runes, don't you? When you're doing your fortunes. Oh, fuck it. Ignore me. Ignore me. You know runes? Nah, mate. What no. are you on about? Runes. Is that like? Is that just like your name for Sally Rooney now? <laughs> you know Runes. No, R U N E S. The little stones that tell your fortune. No, never heard. But of that's them. that's a certain style, isn't it? It's not just like normal. You can get rocks that tell your fortune. Runes. No, it's like if it's like tarot cards, but they're they're stones. They're stones, and them. you cast them. The rune cast. It's like tea, tea leaves. Yeah, telling I'm your fortune. Literally never heard that. The, the end tea. of this, and that's the tea. Spilling that's the, the tea. tea. Anyway, anyway, we'll see you in two weeks. Um, shout out to Haley, who's one of our best tweeters and who listens uh, to the podcast yeah, religiously, outrageously unnecessary. unnecessary. Um, I just love her tweets. I love communing, no, communicating with her on the tweeters. She's a lovely gal. I say it right now. I think we should do a crossover episode in some way. How do we? Ooh. How do we talk what, to are you? Up for it, Haley? Haley, how do we talk to you in America? Let's get something going. <gasps> Skype. Yeah, we could Skype. Say we that like Skype. Just oh up. my god, Skype! Finally, I use for Skype. <laughs> no one else is using it. I literally only got Skype three years ago, and everyone was calling me a fucking nana. You are a nana. I am a nana. Um, but I'm Hayley... a nana because I didn't know that we were talking. Sorry, Haley, I don't really get involved oh, in our social no, media very yeah, that's much. That's fine. I am the one that I think replies to most people on Twitter. To be fair, I'm a nana talking about runes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
She's from the 50s. And I'm questioning how you can have a conversation with someone on Twitter. <laughs> what? But Hayley, if you want to... Let's, let's do it. Let's let's DM each other. Let's get on each other's podcast. Slide into our DMs, please. Um, we'll have ASAP. to come up with a good story for yours. Yeah. We can think about that. Someone who's died through excess. Well, we've already done that. Oh, miss Cherries yeah, and Milk, isn't like... it? Cherries and Milk. Mm. Let's rehash that. Uh, okay, anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway Hayley. This is so, becoming quite personal. Those. So we'll social media. No, hang on. Social media. <laughs> Shut oh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Social media at whataway_pod, whataway_pod at gmail dot com. Not that anyone ever. Oh seven two nine. Oh seven seven six four. Don't WhatsApp us. Let's start a WhatsApp group for all our fans. Four people. <laughs> we could just do it from here. That's too much admin. My it's heart dies every time I'm joined to a new <laughs> WhatsApp group. My dad sets up WhatsApp group for every conversation he wants to have. <laughs> That's cute. He said up over Christmas when the Starbucks um, Christmas blend goes on buy one get one free what set... every year no just recently because oh, he's just okay. got a phone um, he set up one the other day for passports because he didn't understand that you need to renew your passport before you go on holiday who's in the passports group me my brother and my mum mm-hmm. <laughs> are you also just the four of you in the Christmas blend group no my both brothers and just as me and my dad were both brothers but one um, of the brothers was left out of the passports group. This seems... Yeah, because he's got a, he's got a dual passport. He's got a uh, finished passport. Uh, oh, I wonder what you're missing out on. Yeah. What a great chat you're not involved in. Fuck! I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> you might not be in all of them. <laughs> Fucking misogynists. Fuck, I hadn't thought about that. Damn it. Honestly, I've got 17 whatsapp groups with my dad he just sets them up i find that highly that's too many but i feel like there's probably if we went back far enough there's probably about 17 with the three of us in some other combination of oh tomorrow night (laughs) other combinations yes but not with our trio we're consistent with that today i went to message two friends that i have independently messaged lots but as a three not for ages and i refused to start a new i knew that it was there somewhere (laughs) so i scrolled back until i found it i scroll back to find other groups and people just leave them all the time oh yeah i've never never left a group we'll see you in two weeks thanks for listening goodbye thanks Thanks for listening Bye. Bye. bye bye bye